Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law, and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And Joe, let us know what's going on on the show. Well, first off, we want to thank everybody out there for listening to the show. And hopefully, once again, you had a great 420 and all that good stuff. And uh, all around the world, 130 plus countries and counting, you're listening to this talk show. And know what? We greatly appreciate it. If you ever want to call up and leave us a voicemail, 800-420-1980 is the number. That number, again, Craig, in Spanish, because I haven't heard you say it in Espanol in so long. I just, I really miss you, to be honest with you. So... (laughs) I want to hear your voice, and I want you to say it in Spanish. Ocho zero zero cuatro dos zero uno nueve ocho zero. Lama 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 lama. You know the number. Give us a call. Right. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages enough. for the daily news, learn the script, and so much more at Cannabis Talk One Hundred and One yes. at Pot Underscore Brothers Underscore. At underscore law, Mark is at Waslaw, Craig's at Waslaw Dog, Blue is at one Christopher Wright, Hello. and I am at Joe Grande fifty two. And before we get to this very special guest, nothing like having a senator on. I hope the senator is going to join us in Las Vegas at the G four live events, May twenty first to the twenty third. I want to see him get jiggy with it out there at the pool party. Travis Barker and the senator with his shirt off yeah. and his hands in the air, waving him like you just don't care, yeah. smoking a little bliggity and making it happen, Captain. Either way, if he's not going to be there. We're we going to be there. Yeah. So you make sure you go out there to the G4 Live event. And without further ado, before I start off, I want to say a happy belated happy birthday to you, Senator. I know your birthday just passed. And yeah. uh, we have, yes, yes, yes. We have the Senator of Washington, D.C., Senator Paul Strauss. You can follow him online at Sen Paul Strauss. That's S-E-N-P-A-U-L-S-T-R-A-U-S-S. And of course, like I said, he's from the District of Columbia, Unbelievable things that you're doing to try to make the 51st state. You're supporting cannabis. Mark's been in many rooms with you on Clubhouse talking. And Mark said, we got to bring the senator on the show. Yes. 100%. Thank you for coming on with us today, sir. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with the, I want to know, first off, the cannabis relation. How have you been so supportive of it? And do you get a lot of heat from fellow uh, senators and Congress and everybody else out there? Well, the the District of Columbia has some broader issues besides just cannabis, but but cannabis ties into it a lot. So to to understand, we are the capital of the United States, but the people that live here don't have the same rights that people who live in the 50 states do. And so we are trying to change that, and we're trying to change that through statehood. And a lot of the attention focuses on, uh, you know, who who or how we might vote once we get voting senators, uh, because right now, D.C. residents vote for me and I can't vote for them when I go to the Senate. Uh, But for us in D.C., it's really an issue about self-determination and passing our own laws and passing our own destiny. And so 
there have been several times where Congress uses its authority over the people of Washington, D.C. to overrule the clear will of D.C. voters when it comes to cannabis uh, laws. First and foremost, uh, in the uh, late 1990s, we had we wanted to have a referendum and Congress overruled us saying we couldn't even vote on whether to uh, decriminalize marijuana back in the day. Uh, and they actually stopped an election in mid-process and prevented votes from being counted that were duly cast by uh, Americans. We did have a successful uh, referendum some years ago to legalize cannabis here in the District of Columbia. Uh, but a congressman from Maryland named Andy Harris was able to use his power as a Maryland congressman to change the will of the voters here in Washington, D.C. And so uh, while... Uh, voters in the 50 states can decide what kind of laws they want to have in the capital of the United States here. Uh, the American citizens who live here, who pay taxes, who serve this country in the military and in civilian government, uh, we don't have the same rights. And so when we vote and have a referendum and pass a law, it doesn't have the same effect as when citizens of the 50 states do. And so uh, that's really the fight that I'm, I'm so glad to have an opportunity to talk to you about Never today. Uh, it because it's it, it's it's about cannabis, but it's really so much more all, than that. All laws. There have been so many issues we can't. It's, right. It's it's all laws that 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 um, that requirement comes from the District of Columbia, correct? So yeah. They, they every pretty time much... the, the local government or the voters themselves pass a law, uh, members of Congress can just change, it. and and they've done that uh, on a lot of issues, and and they've had terrible consequences. We had a sterile needle exchange program. Uh, that was so effective in fighting HIV and hepatitis C and other bloodborne viruses. Uh, and conservative members of Congress stopped us from funding this successful program. And we began to see uh, infection rates creep up just as we had uh, made progress on it. And so literally, they, 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 they've done things that have uh, uh, made made people in Washington, D.C. sicker. Um, so... It, it, it's a real it, it's a serious issue for us. Let me ask you this for our listeners out there. How is it that the citizens of Washington, D.C. cannot vote? Is that something that's in the Constitution? How, how does that even why is that even like that? Well, thanks for asking. One, the people of Washington, D.C. get to vote. They even get to vote for uh, an office called U.S. Senator, which is the office that I occupy. And they get to vote for members of the House of Representatives. Uh, but but those are non-voting delegates, and I'm called sometimes a shadow senator uh, because I don't have the same privileges. So my election uh, works pretty much the same way any other senator would work. They go to the polls. They vote for me. I was the Democrat. Uh, I had a Republican opponent. I had some people from some of the other parties, and they pick the candidate they want, and that part of the process looks the same. It's the after part of the process when the people who D.C. voters elect don't have the same rights, don't have the same privileges when they go to the Congress to advocate on behalf of their constituencies. It is not in the Constitution. What the Constitution says is there has to be a small part of the United States that constitutes the seat of government. And it set a limit, a size limit. It can't be over uh, 100 square miles, but it could be smaller. And under that in that federal district, Congress gets to have exclusive legislative jurisdiction, not the people that live there. And so what we're advocating is to shrink the seat of government to a part that we now call the National Capital Service Area uh, and allow Congress to exercise the exclusive jurisdiction over their federal part of Washington. But we have over 700,000 Americans who live here. That's more people than live in the state of Wyoming. That's more people than live in the state of Vermont. Great. It's about the same as Alaska, Delaware, wow. the Dakotas. So uh, they want the same rights. We want the same rights. And so the idea is to shrink the seat of government to what's really just is the federal part of Washington and allow all of the Americans who live in the surrounding area to join the union as the 51st state. But the constitution didn't disenfranchise us. Congress did in 1801 when they passed a law that took away the right to vote for voting members of Congress and voting U.S. senators that had existed since the district was created in 1790 and continued until 1801. And we have been fighting for that long to get our rights back since then. Wow. You know, it seems almost like a no-brainer. What's the biggest, what's the pushback you're getting? The people are saying, no, we don't want this. What's the arguments that they're putting forth 
against this? The arguments against this are very stupid and in some cases outrageously false. There was a congressman from Georgia that said that we shouldn't be a state because we didn't have car dealerships here. I'm not making that up. It's in the congressional record. It's also false. We happen to have car dealership here. Um, And uh, it's, of course, not a constitutional requirement that you have car dealerships. We just happen to have them. So uh, I point it out because it's both stupid and false. Um, people said there's a, a, a senator from Arkansas, Tom Cotton, and he said that uh, we shouldn't have the rights of a state because even we have more people than Wyoming. The people in Wyoming are good old regular people and they do logging and, and kind of heavy. They're, they're in the timber industry. And apparently in the District of Columbia, we're not cutting down enough trees uh, for Senator Cotton. Um, is, but is there one? Is, I mean, if you want to break it down to parties or whatnot that are against having, you know, enfranchising the people of the of Washington, D.C. I mean, what's their argument against not doing this? And is it going to take a majority or a simple majority? Those are great questions. Look, there's one party that we know is trying to stop people from voting all over the place and making it harder to vote. Is that the Republicans? Possible for us. That would be the Republican Party. You got it. Uh, Look. Let's face it. The District of Columbia is unique as a a jurisdiction that pays full federal taxes. But there are other parts of the United States where the people don't have equal rights. And it's D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, American Samoa. And if you look at these places, it's all of the parts of the United States where the population happens to be majority non-white, the black equal right. And we know that that's just not a coincidence. And we know that the Republican Party has motives that go beyond their perceived love of car dealerships, the logging industry, or their own bizarre interpretation of the Constitution, we know that they don't want certain people being able to vote because they don't like how they're going to vote or how they think we're going to vote. And that's really what it comes down to. Uh, We have an overwhelmingly majority city of ethnic minorities. And right now, we would probably uh, be sending two voting U.S. senators who would be very ideologically different than people like Senator Cotton from Arkansas, Senator McConnell, and the Republicans that are trying to hang on uh, to power uh, in in an evenly divided Senate. So we would break that logjam, and they know it. uh, But that's exactly why the American people need D.C. to send two more voting senators to the Senate so that we can actually pass some of the laws that are just dying there. Every time the House passes a law, it dies in the Senate, and that's not working for the American people. You sound like my buddy over here, Mark. What does it take to change? What does it take to change it? It takes a simple act of Congress. And so just yesterday, the House of Representatives Oversight Committee passed H.R. 51, which is the D.C. stated bill. It's going to go to the floor of the House next week. Nancy Pelosi has promised to bring it up to a vote. Leader, uh, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, he's going to bring it up to a vote. Uh, and we expect it to pass the U.S. House. It passed last year. We expect it to pass again. And here we have this battle in the United States Senate where we have 45 Senate co-sponsors, but we need 51 of them to pass this bill. And then, depending on how the filibuster plays out, we may need 60 senators to vote to close debate on what we call a cloture resolution, just so we can have a vote and hopefully get 51 senators to pass the bill. So we are... uh, we, we are closer than we've ever been. You know, I've been in this fight since 1996 wow. when I took over for Reverend Jesse Jackson. He used to hold my seat. Uh, and, and it has taken us uh, decades to get to this point. But we're here. We're not giving up. We're continuing the fight. And uh, we've and got a narrow majority. And Senator, President as you Biden. brought as you brought up Jesse Whoa. Jackson, Senator, I'm curious, you know, you succeeded him and took his seat. Did Jesse Jackson give you any words of encouragement? And what did he pass be, you know, the baton to you and say? Keep hope alive. Absolutely. Uh, Reverend Jackson was uh, someone who inspired me. He was the very first candidate I voted for for president when awesome. I was old enough to vote for president. And so the idea that uh, uh, I, I could uh, stand in his, uh, his shoes and continue his work uh, to advance democracy and equality uh, and bring some justice to the people of, of Washington, D.C. Uh, is something that I'm, it's an opportunity that humbles me, uh, but it inspires me at the same time. 
What is wrong with those six other Democratic senators that don't want to go along with the program? Um, well, let's we we uh, we have two senators from Arizona, newly elected Senator Mark Kelly, uh, the astronaut, and Senator Kristen Sinema. Um, you know, get them on the show and ask them what their what their deal is. But uh, Arizona We'd is a, We'd love but, to. But, but, Arizona is a very narrowly divided state. It, it has been a deep, deep red conservative state. This right. was the place that sent us Barry Goldwater. It sent us John McCain. Um, it, 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 it has been historically uh, super conservative. And so the idea that we have two Democratic senators from Arizona, that Arizona sent uh, its electoral votes to President Biden uh, is a recent phenomena. And I think they're cautious and uh, a lot of that has to do with us needing to do more work with the people of Arizona to get out there and help make our case and why statehood needs to happen for the people of Arizona. You have Angus King in Maine. Uh, he is not actually even a Democrat. He's an independent. He caucuses with the Democrats. Uh, we'd like to get him on board. Uh, Maine is a split state. Uh, one of their senators is Republican, Susan Collins. Maine splits its electoral, uh, its two congressional districts. Uh, and uh, it, it split its electoral votes. And so you actually have a congressional district that voted for Donald Trump, but sent a Democratic House member. So uh, Maine is kind of on the fence, evenly divided. Uh, you have New Hampshire right near there, uh, Senator Jean Shaheen. She sponsored the bill once before. She's not on it yet. We're hoping to get her back. Uh, and then you have uh, Joe Manchin, uh, who you know, right now has a lot of power. I mean, the Constitution says that you have to be the president to be able to veto legislation. But Senator Manchin has pulled off this unique constitutional miracle, where as a senator from West Virginia, he has the kind of veto power that you normally only get as the chief executive. And so I think he's reluctant to give that up. Uh, let's face it, though, he represents a conservative state. Uh, they did not uh, vote for, for President Biden. They're 70% pro-Donald Trump. Uh, and, and right now, look, we need Joe Biden a little bit more than, than he needs the Democratic Party, to be quite honest. Uh, if we didn't have him in the Senate, we wouldn't have been able to pass the stimulus bill. We wouldn't even be as close as we were. We'd be probably in week 25 of the Hunter Biden laptop hearing or whatever <laughs> right. crap the Republicans would be wasting the country's time on. So um, I, I, I have... Uh, I have faith that eventually Senator Manchin can be made to understand to do the right thing. Uh, I've had the privilege of speaking with him on a lot of issues. Uh, I think he's a fair-minded guy, and so. Um, I mean, I, know, I just let, think let, he, let me get forty-nine before we pressure him to be number fifty. Understood, understood. I just, I mean, their their only argument is we don't want more voters. I mean, are there economic arguments? Are there, you know, because you can be a conservative Democrat, you know, as far as economics go, what? What's the argument? I mean, every state, you know, I don't we don't want competition. I mean, it doesn't make any sense other than Republican. And that's it. They want to narrowly hang on to power. And they know that if every American had a chance to vote in a free and fair election uh, for the time being, they probably would be out of power. And that's really what it's all about. There are no solid economic arguments. Look, we pay over $4 billion to the federal treasury right now. Uh, we pay higher taxes in the aggregate than 22 other U.S. states, despite being small geographically, despite with being a small population. Per capita, we pay more taxes to the federal government than any state. And so when we become a state, we will continue to be a donor state. Right now, we're a donor territory. Uh, so, no, the economic arguments don't support it. Uh, well, what can, what can well hold on, Craig. Hold on, Craig. We're going to come back with that, Craig. Let's break real quick. We'll come back with another question from Senior Craig Wasserman. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We have the Senator of Washington, D.C., Paul Strauss. We'll be right back. Make sure you check out the G4 Live presented by the Bud Tender Awards with Cannabis Talk 101, iHeartMedia, and Travis Barker. Go to G4Live.com to register while exhibitor space is still available. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back. We have Senator Paul Strauss with us. And Craig, I think you had a, a question. What was that? Yeah, a follow-up question. I mean, we and before we get into cannabis issues, which we know you're a huge supporter of, we tell our listeners all the time they can go to normal, they can go to Americans for safe access. You can find your senator. You can email them a letter. It's very simple. Some of these these sites have pre-letters already done, or you can add your own. You put in a zip code, and there it is. And you can inundate the, the the senator with, hey, if you don't go our way, we're going to vote you out. If you don't vote, you know, if you don't vote this way, this is what we're going to do. What can people do? Because this, to me, I mean, it sounds like something that just is not on the forefront of people in, you know, of Wyoming or or West Virginia. I mean, no one, I, I don't think that, that's what's crazy to me. People, the constituents of these states where, where, the, where the politician is saying, no, we don't want the competition, we want to hang on to power. Those constituents probably have no clue that this is even an issue. I mean, there's, there's a lot of educating we, we, we need to do still, and that's why I appreciate the opportunity to be on your shows and, and talk to folks uh, who are out there uh, putting relevant information out to voters. Um, but uh, look, it, it, you, you've heard the phrase, call your senator, that's what we need you to do. If you live in the targeted states we talked about, like Arizona, West Virginia, Maine, or New Hampshire, then obviously call your senator, tell them to get on the bill. If you live in a state where you have uh, Republican senators that are against the bill, uh, tell them to switch and support simple democracy. You know, same concept. Uh, and, and is it that uh, simple, though, Senator? Is it that simple to say when you sit there and say that to our listeners? I mean, can they literally 411 right. senator in Arizona, senator yeah. in you know New Mexico, and then they call yeah. and they say, hello? And they go, uh, ooh, uh, like, what is the verbiage that needs to come out of that individual's mouth? Hey. It's, it's even easier. First of all, all of the senators we share a common phone number, 202-224-3121. It's easy to remember. What's that Can number again? Say it again. 202-224-3121. That is the switchboard of the United States Senate. You can call up and ask for any senator you want, uh, especially yours, because that's who's going to take your call. And uh, make a call, get transferred. Uh, even if you get a recording, leave a message. Those get tracked. 
when I get calls from voters, I take that very seriously. And I take it more seriously when I get a call from a real voter than I do an email or one of these automated things. Not that that doesn't help. You know, we want everything. Uh, but a live phone call from a real voter to a real senator's office uh, matters. I got a question, uh, Senator. When you receive sure. a letter, phone call, email, are you actually required to get back to that per- person in some way? Well, if you want to, if you want to stay in office, you are. It's not a legal requirement, but it's a public responsibility. And those senators get people who are paid by all of our tax dollars, including those of us in D.C., uh, to open that mail, read that mail, and, and answer that mail. So the short answer is yes, absolutely. Uh, the other thing is you could write to any U.S. senator at the address United States Senate, Washington, D.C., and, and it will get there. Uh, you know, the zip code is 20515. It's not hard in these days of the Internet to get the exact suite number. But one of the things that Harry Truman loved when he first got elected to the Senate is that he could, you know, uh, the address uh, was Senate office building. And he said his constituents could write to him by putting addressing the envelope to Harry Truman, SOB, Washington, D.C. <laughs> and, and, and that, that's, that's funny. Great. That is great. That is great. Well, I'm going to repeat that number, 202-224-3121. Hey, uh, I think we got a little freeze right here on our Zoom, but it's just interesting to see uh, what these guys are doing over there. And, like he said, the senator, I mean, bottom line, if you want to stay in office, you guys, that's you, what they got to do. Gotta and, and, and like you just said, Mark, calling that number, once again, 202-224-3121. And we'll put that phone number in the description on yes. the podcast. Oh, for sure. And what's really dope about this, you guys, there's an email. You want to write a letter? Because some people are old school want to write yeah, that letter. for sure. I mean, I love this. United States Senator, Washington, D.C. to Washington. United States Senate. Senate, sorry, not Senate. Okay, let me write that down better. Senate, Washington, D.C., the zip code 20515. 20515. Uh, things like this just intrigue me because. You know, it's not too often you get to talk to a senator. No. Life. You know, I mean, these guys, there's there's 50 states, hopefully 51 if these guys can do that. I, I'm still baffled that because I had no idea that the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. did not have the same rights as every other state in, in America. Yeah. I did not well, know that's that. State. Well, well, well that's even state. more baffling what Washington, D.C. is. Well, oh, cool. Well, hey, well, hey. even wait for another link. Well, no, we, we had technical difficulties, right. and we were tap dancing and talking for a minute, but it was just we great, Senator, that, uh, and I just want to be clear, you said United States Senate is the... Le- letterhead that they would write a letter to Washington DC 20515 correct that is correct uh and 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 even the post office under the city of DeJoy will still be able to get that mail to them mostly so uh keep uh keep those cards and letters coming uh keep the phone calls coming and uh you know all those senators have offices too in the home state so when they're on recess which is an awful lot you know it's it's uh uh, senators have offices in their home states as well that you could find out. So uh, please. Senator, I'm curious, you know, your childhood growing up in Brooklyn and then the Upper East Side of Manhattan and then, you know, getting to become a lawyer, having your practice that specializes in real estate business and family law. How does it go from all that to going, Senator is what I feel like I want to really do? Walk me through that. Well, um, you know, when you're a senator, you represent people. And so it's really the same thing I do as a lawyer. Uh, you advocate for and you represent on behalf of. And so you're just doing it instead of a courtroom. Uh, you're doing it in another branch of the government. Uh, I was uh, interested in politics at a young age. I What drew that interest? At, I was working on political campaigns. I actually started when I was nine years old. I was a kid. I got to go down to campaign headquarters. And back then, campaigns were low tech. You'd fold envelopes. You'd put stamp on them. You think things that nine-year-old kids could do. Uh, and I got a lot of positive reinforcement <laughs> because I was energized at it. I was um, happy to be doing it. And and I uh, 
I stuffed a lot of letters. I put a lot of stamps on them. I hung a lot of posters on poles. I put a lot of bumper stickers on cars. Uh, later, I learned that you're supposed to get the permission of the guy that owns the car before you uh, put the stickers on. Uh, that's gorilla style. That's the great style <laughs> right mistake, there. But I learned. I've done and, that. And, uh, you know, I actually, uh, by the time I got to college, uh, I, I was able to run for and win my first office here in Washington, D.C., uh, because, you know, we're we're a community that makes voting easy. So you're able to register to vote in your dorm room. You're able to register your fellow students to vote. And um, back in my age, they were talking about raising the drinking age from 18 to 21, which motivated college students on to get involved politics in ways that uh, had not happened before and so we registered a record number of college students to vote in dc and the kids that used to vote for me in student government began to vote for me for real government office uh and i was able to begin a political career as commissioner which is a municipal office uh, we dealt with land use and zoning i did that for about 10 years becoming the chairman of the commission when i was only 23 and and by the time i was finally old enough to run for senator because you got to be at least 30 uh, I was able to get elected at, at 31, but I've never been able to cast a vote on behalf of my constituents who have done uh, been so wonderful in continuing to vote for me, uh, which is pretty generous of them, considering my, my terrible voting record of never voting once on any piece <laughs> of legislation. So we appreciate that support, um, but we need to make this change. And, and it's been my life's work. Uh, to advocate and speak for those that uh, can't speak for themselves. And right now, that's everybody in the capital of the United States. Mm. Remember, this is a, a, a city where we have monuments to democracy and freedom all over the place, but we deny democracy. We deny that freedom uh, to the people who live here, who are American citizens. It's just wrong. It's not what the founding fathers envisioned when they allowed uh, the capital to be set up here. It was supposed to be um, uh, unique and special, but uh, the Constitution didn't disenfranchise Washington voters. Congress did, and it's time for Congress to rectify that wrong. Wait, now, now we can segue into cannabis because now the light bulb just went off and People probably didn't realize the hearing years ago when the people of Washington, D.C. decided to legalize or decriminalize your cannabis. And it didn't happen because Congress wouldn't allow it. And, and now that makes a lot more sense having this whole situation explained to us. Oh, that's why they like they voted on it. What the heck? What, what, what's going on now? Now we get it. Well, it is is it because we voted on it uh, in a certain way, and uh, the the representative from Maryland that tried to stop it did such a bad job of actually doing it. Uh, it is legal. So what we have right now is if you're in residential Washington D.C., the use of cannabis uh, under certain conditions is legal. You can grow up to a certain number of plants. I think it's four. Uh, you can have it gifted to you. Uh, you can give it to somebody else, but what you can't do is uh, pay for it in any way. So um, if, if you're trying to understand, you, you can't uh, enjoy it outside, you can't get anything uh, of value in exchange for it, it can't be regulated in a way that would make it safe, it can't be taxed in a way that would provide services to the city. So uh, that's really what we're fighting for right now. We have been able to uh, vote to, uh, to, to to make it legal, uh, and Congress did not act quickly enough to overturn that referendum. They would need to do so by a majority vote. But what they do is on appropriations bills, because our entire budget is controlled by Congress, they pass a special law that says that the elected legislature of D.C. can't pass any regulation to make the practice safe, to issue licenses, to set up a revenue stream that would fund um services for the city like they do in Colorado, like they do in Alaska, like they do in so many states, Washington state, for example, uh, th that have uh, 
begun to regulate this in a rational way. Senator Paul Strauss, do we see that, though, going federally legal? I mean, as we say all this and we think it and you're there working for the, you know, United States citizens and so are so many other. But thank you so much for your service, too. Do you feel in your gut fast forward? to how fast can this go federally legal? I mean, there's only three states now that have no type of anything cannabis that they're doing. What does your gut say? I think you're going to see the model that uh, marriage equality is probably a good model to look at. Uh, You had individual states moving on it, uh, and eventually there was enough momentum to uh, uh, make it federal. And, of course, the courts guaranteed it from an equal protection standpoint. So uh, I I think you need to fight this battle in more and more states. Uh, But when this gets on the ballot, uh, voters want to vote for it. Uh, When you leave it up to politicians to make the decision, uh, they don't uh, have the same Well, The politicians pull their heads out of their asses when they see more people voted for green than anything, that more people voted for cannabis than any president, than anything else that's ever been on the on the ballots. Well, I got to tell you, I one of one of my points of pride is as popular as the referendum was here in D.C., I actually got more votes than weed. Uh, when, That's saying uh, a lot because a lot of we were on the same. And, and, and yeah, no, people in D.C. like it. So uh, uh, I'm like, pretty they, excited about they that. They like their cannabis and they like their senator. Yes. But when, but, but when the majority of the United States wants it and you have stubborn old senators who just want to buck their constituents, it just it's amazing to me that every state that has legalized it one form or another, that state senator isn't marching to the Capitol or that that United States senator isn't marching to the Capitol saying, I, you know what, I don't agree with this, but my constituents want it. And this is what we got to do. It just it mind boggles me that they're still able to get away with that. Well, you know, sadly, it doesn't boggle my mind because people want sensible gun laws and we can't get that done. And people want all kinds of uh, sensible rules passed. Uh, and the United States Senate is where all these great ideas go to die. Right. <clears throat> it has become a dysfunctional institution. Let's let's look at some numbers for a minute. Right now, 18 percent of all Americans have 52 United States senators. And so. Most Americans happen to live in cities. They live around cities. And most of the Senate is tied to rural interests, to interests that don't reflect uh, the typical American. Uh, you know, you have 50, close to 49 million people in California. They have two U.S. senators. You have 400,000 people in Wyoming. They've got the same voting two U.S. senators. And so the areas where you see the biggest disconnect are uh, the United States Senate in the Electoral College, because either think they, they they inherently violate the principle of one person, one vote, which should be the basis of a democracy. And so we really need to reform the Senate as an institution. We need to pass some kind of compact so that the Electoral College doesn't overturn the will of voters. You know, Donald Trump never won the popular vote in any election. Uh, but he was put into office because of the Electoral College. Oh. And the United States Senate maintains a grip on power with that same dysfunction. 50 Democratic senators represent 19 million more Americans than the 50 Republicans. Uh, and 52 senators represent only 18% of people if you add up wow. the population of the smallest state. So uh, D.C. stated maybe the only way to begin to chip away at that dysfunction. Um, but... Uh, it doesn't boggle my mind because I, it's our reality. Sensible gun control, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, uh, reforms in policing, every issue that is on the minds of people that, that moves their hearts and minds dies in the United States Senate because of inaction. And, uh, you know, the truth is, uh, as bad as my so-called voting record is, because I'm not allowed to vote on legislation, it's not as bad compared to other senators used to be because they're not voting on anything. So. Wow. You know, you've got really a whole chamber of, of shadow senators, as it were, because the senator is not doing its job and, and it should piss voters off. That's exactly what's got to happen is people got to get off their ass and vote and vote. I mean, at least this this last election, we saw that people did get off their rears and went out and voted as hard as it was. And, as it, and that has to continue, not just in a general election, in a midterm election, in your city elections. It's people have to realize that it makes a difference. Like Absolutely. you were saying earlier, we had interviewed previously a few times Dana Rohrbacher 
and you know love him like him hate him whatever he he said look you want to change a politician's mind call their office like you yeah. said call 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 and call some more and uh, i have to urge our listeners and you know you want to make change you got to have your voice heard and yeah. call uh-huh. 202-224-3121 that'll get you to yeah. any senator yeah. any senator That's right and senator who we're talking to right now is from washington dc paul strauss paul is there like a quote unquote like secret elected official cannabis section in government over there like hey guys let's go to this pub or let's go to this hangout or come to my house fuck it let's all light up is there like a group of cats in (laughs) congress that smoke um it's a pretty socially conservative bunch and 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 as much as i'm an advocate you know my interest is really democracy the will of the people um we uh, you, you're more likely to uh, find them enjoying a, a, a couple of good cigars, um, which yeah. is actually you know, my, my favorite cigar right now is actually more illegal. Uh, it's a Cuban cigar for me to smoke. A number than, two uh, Monte Cristo. Anything else? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Romeo and Juliet guy. OK, but, uh, well, I, I love cigars. I have one every day. That's how much I love yeah. them. So it's so great to have you on. And I, I also want to ask you before we go to break real quick. A day that will be remembered in American history forever, January 6, 2021. Were you actually yeah. working at the house when they stormed it? We, we, we were working, but we were uh, watching remotely because uh, there were some COVID limits. The, the, the House and Senate are still in, in, in a telework thing. Uh, so I was not at the building that day. I was certainly in the city. Uh, and it was a frightening uh, time. Uh, and, um, I could tell you, you know, one of the things we have is, uh, we have these official license plates, which is really great when you're trying to park wherever the heck you want. (laughs) Um, but not when you're being chased, when, when you're being chased by an angry mob, that's, that's threatening to kill you and hang Mike Pence and, and, uh, you know, of all people, uh, it it was a scary, it was a scary time. Um, but let me just say this, the metropolitan police department, the National Guard and, and the citizens of Washington, D.C. were the ones that came to the aid uh, and liberated that building. And it, it's a significant event for us because for generations, we were told that D.C. shouldn't be a state because back in 1783, under the Articles of Federation, the Continental Congress was stormed by some angry soldiers who weren't paid from the Revolutionary War. Uh, and it was one of the reasons why making D.C. not a state was deemed to be in the security interest of the Capitol, because some angry mob could disrupt legislative proceedings. Well, we're not a state. That certainly happened. And it was the D.C. police and the D.C. National Guard uh, that came to their rescue uh, and will continue to come and provide services to the seat of the federal government once we become a state, but can do so quickly without the need for all of these levels of approval. And that was like so, almost 400 years later. That that right. happened to think of that when you look at that timeline. Wow. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We come back. We got the high five with the Senator of Washington, D.C., Paul Strauss. Make sure you check out G4 Live at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, May 21st through the 23rd. Presented by the Bud Tender Awards. Cannabis Talk 101. iHeartRadio. The Pot Brothers at Law. Cali FX. Connector and Terpene Warehouse will all be broadcasting live. Go to g4live.com now to register. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue Joe Grande, the Pop Brothers at Law. And we are here, my favorite time of the show, with guest Washington, D.C. Senator Paul Strauss. It is time for the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. Joe, take I just away. love this right now because, you know, he grew, he was born in Brooklyn, you know, grew up in Manhattan. I just can't imagine the stories this guy has. And he's a fellow lawyer like yourself. You know, he slapped stickers on bumper cars yeah, without did, getting permission. The, I, I did it. You know what <laughs> I mean? There, there's everything about you, Senator Paul Strauss, that I just like and love. You can follow him online on Twitter and everything. Everything else at Sen Paul Strauss. That's S E N P A U L S T R A U S S. And once again, the number that he gave out to call and speak to any senator 202-224-3121. Question number one for the high five, Senator, which just sounds fucking crazy to be honest with you, to say we're doing the high five with a senator. How old are you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from? Uh, I think it was the ninth grade, and uh, I'm, I, uh, I'm 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 not going to out uh, whoever it was. Uh, ha- haven't haven't seen them in a in 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 a while. Um, but, Is he in Congress? Um, they, they they to the best of my knowledge, they're not currently serving in elected office. Uh, so ninth grade, number beautiful. Two, what's your favorite way to use cannabis? Um. Outside the three mile limit of the territory. No, I, I, it's been a while actually. Uh, um, when you I, did, uh, I, w- w- when I did, uh, um, I, I would, uh, roll them up the old fashioned way. Um, good old and, joint. Uh, but, um, uh, it, it, it has been, uh, it, it's, it's been some time since uh, ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not that long. Do, do you think, now, do you think your constituents would care? Oh, absolutely not! I don't think they care uh, uh, one way or another. I, I, uh, but I, I, I'm motivated by this issue because I love democracy. Um, but you know, I also, uh, ever since I've been on Clubhouse, I've been getting a lot of great advice from a couple of lawyers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're always uh, telling people that uh, uh, to know their rights and. Um, uh, sometimes you, it's best not to talk about your day. So. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what? Go see our boy Lonnie, the street lawyer out there in Washington D.C. He'll hook you up with some stuff. He's a good friend of ours. <laughs> Question number three of the high five with Senator of Washington D.C. Paul Strauss. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? No, did we freeze? Oh, there. Senator, are you there? Here I am, yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, He he was smoking. Let me reset that one more time. (laughs) Question number three of the high five with Senator of Washington, D.C., Paul Strauss. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Um, Again, I I think, uh, aren't there smart lawyers that are always saying, shut the fuck (laughs) up? That's right. (laughs) Hey, you're more than welcome to invoke the fifth. Yeah. Allegedly, just invoke the fifth, and we'll go to the next question. Please say it was the secret room. That'd be awesome, right? We do that. (laughs) The Oval Office? Right, right. All right, question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. 
whenever it was you did get high, whenever that was, what would your go-to munchies be? Ooh, uh, it's it's. Um, I I really don't remember. I mean, I, I have to think <laughs> Cheetos or something, but I I she knows uh, it is. Oh, the next one, the yeah, next one will be know. easier. This one will be a fun answer. Yeah. Go so, ahead, Senator, if you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? <laughs> um, that. Uh, that's going to take some thought. Um, Bring Jimmy Carter you know, back and say, hey, I worked on your... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I would like to uh, get those founding fathers in a room that uh, made such a mess of D.C. by not thinking through its Democratic yeah. guarantees. Yeah. Uh, so I think George Washington, who picked the site for the city that, that grew hemp uh, <laughs> right there right? around Vernon. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. We would. Uh, uh, th there's a lot we have to talk about, starting with slavery and, and so many other uh, uh, reasons why forcing D.C. to be in the South turned out to be a, uh, a terrible legacy for us. Uh, so I, I, I guess uh, I start answer, right? with the so-called father of our country. Wow. wow. That's great. That is uh, a good I one. Like I that. like that one. Yeah, That's better than Snoop. <laughs> Yeah, that exactly. There's Way so many better. snoops. That, so many, got, there's so many of those. I guys. mean, Senator, uh, it's so great to have you on the show, and uh, we love everything that you're doing. Is there anything that we missed that you'd like to promote or educate our listeners out there on something that they should be doing? Look, we talked a lot about the Senate because that's where the problem is, but the bill's going to come up in the House uh, very soon, so call your congressperson as well. Uh, as your United States Senator, tell them to support S-51 in the Senate, H.R. 51 in the House. Let's make Washington, D.C. the 51st state. And then uh, everybody who uh, uh, wants to can come to the new 51st state uh, and, and enjoy the uh, democratic rights and, and privileges and liberties and, and newly fully legal products that uh, uh, will be uh, enjoyed here in your um uh, in, in the new state of Washington, D.C. All right. Well, Senator, if you want to come out to Vegas, like I said, May 21st to the 23rd, we're going to be there at the G4 Live event. I could just see your face walking all over the Mandalay Bay. It'd be a good time. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll see we'll you there. On <laughs> well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We want to thank you for listening to the show. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.